welcome into episode 59 of the post 90 podcast um yes sir we are fresh off the ccl game in connecticut not fresh off it was yesterday we got some rest we got some rest in between um took some time to take the moment in i would say soak it in really yeah soak in you know how different it was the last time that we were at wrenchler um behind closed doors for covid it was a much different scene out there um this time obviously with uh the large Guatemalan population in Connecticut, which I've lived here. And Massachusetts, we learned. Yeah, I, I've lived here my whole life and I had no clue that it was like that. Um, but with a lot of like South American clubs, you always see everybody like loves to come show out and show up for their squad. So that was awesome to see. And that's like something that I think uh, we've talked about in the past, like when we see it with other MLS teams, it's like something that like a fan base can work towards. And it's like exciting to see what the home opener is gonna be like uh what is it tomorrow or the day after um when we're there yeah i mean it was insane it was it was really really cool but it was i'll, I'll be completely honest it was intimidating going in mm-hmm. um because we didn't have that many more fans than we did back when it was behind closed doors yeah. like we had that supporter section there's probably two three hundred people yeah. maybe um, and it's tough on a weekday uh Eight, eight o'clock at night coming down from New York yeah, another state it's like especially after you know some of the shenanigans that fans have gone through and probably feel a little jaded with the LA game and all the RBA stuff in the past so not totally to mention understandable the, like, the bus itself had issues with going yeah. to New Jersey first and then looping around so th- those dudes you know who did make that trip mm-hmm. respect because you guys had the longest bus experience yeah. probably ever and I think a, a cool thing to talk about was we went down um, at halftime in the supporter section and we, like we got to meet some of the the people I'm not sure if anybody that we did meet is listening probably uh, Davey and we can link some of the NYCFC stuff that he does on YouTube um, and, and uh, shout out to that, that guy that did come up to us he yeah got he was the, talking about the pot Illuminati he got the best sticker in the in the whole <laughs> there was only lot. one made period ever yeah, and of it the was, smokestacks it was a one of one NYCFC smokestack yeah so it was cool to give him out I mean we only had like 15 of them like there's not much um but we have some plans for the home opener so if you guys catch us crazy if you yeah if you guys catch us out there i don't know i might we might flash something up on the screen here as a teaser but not sure show the whole thing um but we'll have something special for the home opener uh so we'll look out and probably meet some of you guys there yeah Um, but um going back to the the fan situation for how like in comparison how little of us there was um of nycfc fans i felt like we were a lot louder in certain moments than than those like four thousand people were yeah. and I, well i think part of that too is uh having more to cheer for drums not to Drunk go up. after communications at all but you know <laughs> there were a lot more moments to to get excited about as nycfc fans in that game um and the first one came with that uh, almost Tales goal that ended up getting ruled off. I don't think we had a, a great view of it uh, from where we were. It looked good from our, our view. Yeah, I mean, it always looks it good. It looks from, good from our view. No matter where I'm looking, <laughs> if VAR ruled Goal's something, goal. not a goal, uh, I probably saw it as one. Um, but that sucks for Tales and... I don't know. I don't think he should, you know, feel too bad. He's been putting himself in a lot of great positions. And uh, I've even seen polls on Twitter, you know, people discussing what or who they think the top goal scorer from the team is going to be. And Talis was second behind Tati. 
I, I could see that. I mean, I don't think you should feel bad at all for, for the offside goal. I think he he could do nothing else. Especially um, after two against uh, Santos. Yeah, so. and it, it kind of just fell to him. And, you know, overall, it was just probably good to see it go in the net, regardless if it counted or not. For the whole team, I think. Because yeah. this felt a lot like the Vancouver game, which we didn't... Uh, you know, have have Vancouver go the way that we wanted to, obviously. But it felt like as soon as we got that first goal, like you get that off your chest, that yeah. you prove to yourself that you can do it. It felt like tons more were going to come. Right. And that was really the vibe of Vancouver. And that it felt similar at that game uh, in Hartford because once Tati scores, I mean, we went, you know, un unscored for a little while and they scored an equalizer, which really erupted the stands. Oh, um, yeah. But then... Once, uh, you know, Tati and then Maxi started heating up, we put another two past him and end up winning three to one. Right. Um, no, I think what, you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, once you see that you can do it, the rest just kind of flows. You, you get that weight off your chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that game could be a lot different had we just gone down one nil yep. as opposed to having that goal I think it could have got real ugly because that like had they gone up one nil with those fans it would have it would have yeah. possibly gotten out of hand real quick yeah um, but you know we had that confidence from the first goal we just let it we let it roll and how important is it to get Tati going in like competitive minutes I think that was like the whole almost the premise of the whole chat that we were having with Davey during halftime was like because at that point Tati had scored and we're like, it's so important to like get him going, and then he ends up being a part of uh, both assists for right. for the goals. Um, and Maxi's was like pretty much an incredible fashion, and I'm not sure. At least in some of our friends' group chats, we did not expect Moscoso to uh, not have as much of an impact as he did on that game because against Colorado, it was like he was an yeah. animal. I think you know maybe a creature of the moment was what you saw the penalty shootout with him yeah, versus yeah. Colorado which was just like a crazy weather game crazy game in general um, you know fighting for your life type of thing and let's um, not hype up Colorado's attack too heavily either compared to the likes of NYCFC oh yeah, yeah. no it's not even close um, I think the weather definitely aided Colorado and it well, realistically both teams in attacking because mm-hmm. defending was very very hard um yeah, I think, I think you said it best. Where, you know, we were watching Tati try Rabona's and overhead kicks. I mean, it's and, been every game, and we love Tati. Like that'll never change. Yeah. But we were we were just like joking and like the go box. back to just like let it be simple, let it come to you, rather than trying so hard and forcing it. I think I said like get your first goal of the season before like you're well, hitting te- every. I think technically he did versus in the other CCL games, but that's for true. The, like in it's the MLS true. in the yeah. actual league, um, I I would agree with that definitely one hundred percent. Like you got to score. I feel like we're not gonna go too long. Like I, if he doesn't score on Saturday, that would be like mind-blowing to me like i mean yeah. coming to the bronx and ronnie alluded to it too in the press conference that he did today he's like i think we lost uh like one game maybe tied one or two yeah and he's and then one thing that i really wanted to talk about today was like the air of confidence that is around ronnie yeah i well with ronnie he's a he's a different he's different gravy right now like that man is on a different <laughs> level and when um, you see him uh, come into the field and 
I mean, the first thing he does is just turn and walk right over to the supporter section. And like his first order of business is to like hype everybody up. Exactly. Say hello to the fans. It's like, I don't know. When he walked in, it was just like this man runs the show, runs yeah. the stadium. It was kind of like watching a wrestler like enter the WWE yeah. ring. Like, like Literally you, you hear their music and it's like you see this it's dude just Ronnie's walking coming. with confidence. You're like, oh, my God, it's Ronnie Dyla. Yeah. And then um, you have the troop of coaches following behind him, too. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've got full confidence in that, man. I'm happy that we um, got past that that mm-hmm. Ronnie out phase. And I think a, another interesting soundbite from the, the – uh, press conference today was somebody asked him about the cup and they were like uh did you hear about the banner ceremony that they're going to do at yankee stadium <laughs> I did see that. and he was like no i didn't hear about it but who cares yeah he was like i hope there's no players involved <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was like yeah that was last year um i'm looking forward to this year yeah. so which is cool um and i don't know if you guys remember last season um we started the season slow um, you know, we were kind of we we wondering what was going to happen. And then we had a game in uh, with our home opener and we thumped Cincinnati 5 0. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to something like R. that. R. Door, put a free kick past yeah. him in that one. Yeah. Or maybe he scored a free kick and didn't even drive himself home. Yeah. He had to be able to drive him home. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think another thing to think about with the start of this MLS season is it's like a marathon, not a sprint. And we're like uniquely positioned, I guess not that unique when you see some of the uh, dominance that the MLS is suddenly having in the CCL, which has never happened in history. Um, but we're in a unique position and as all the MLS clubs are to be the first team, uh, the first MLS team in history to win the CCL. And I, I think I'm from the camp and you can chime in too that, you know, not, I would never ever say that we should be like throwing the MLS season, but positioning ourselves and focusing more on the CCL than the first you know, few weeks of the MLS to me makes the most sense because there's only going to be one first team ever. Right. And there's only going to be one chance to get hardware, right. you know, with in Tati the current, the team with well. Tati, with the best chance that you have. Um, so I think it, it makes the most sense to position ourselves well in the CCL. And we got yeah. 30 more games in the MLS. Not not to throw it, but you look at the, you look at the start of last season we really didn't pick up court until the end anyways. It's every year. So we're, we're a slow start team. It, at the end of the day, I not to say I don't care about the results because obviously, you know, when we lose, I I do go to bed upset. upset. Yeah. I do not want to sleep. And life's because, been good for a, for a while. For like, what is it, like four months now? Right. It's crazy how different the world shines when... Like yeah. NYCFC hasn't Sleep lost like a, a game baby. since October or something. I mean, I snore a little harder. But, I mean, in terms of the beginning of the season, I look at it with a grain of salt now that I know Ronnie's approach, mm-hmm. at least the way that I, I know his approach. Um, and so I, I think that we should focus on the CCL. I think we should focus on getting Tati another piece of silverware um, to boost his value and to bu- to boost where he ends up because yeah. he deserves better than the team's floated at the moment. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think I was going to ask you the question, but I'll kind of answer it myself. If, if it goes towards an all-MLS semifinal, I think we are – by far the favorites if yeah. it goes not that direction i think we're by far the favorites yeah i think more so if it goes not that direction i, f- I feel more comfortable i mean it's all signs are pointing towards us against seattle uh next next round which 
is a tough matchup. I mean, it would be tough either way. I think, I don't know. I think Seattle would be tough. I think no matter what, like when you're playing two-leg tournament play, it, it really doesn't matter what team you have um, coming up against you, especially as you get deeper into the quarterfinals and the semifinals. Like everybody left is pretty class. So we just have to stay on top of our game and, and you know, trust in the boys and Ronnie to do what they do best. Yeah. Um, I know we, we stopped kind of going into the you know the next matchup because mm -hmm. we we like to talk with people uh before the game you know we we saw a team that can score goals in a different formation do you think going forward that we stick with that or would you personally change it i'm not sure i think regardless of if Tavon's back or not yeah i think we're seeing like a lot of different things from ronnie this year um when it comes to making substitutions uh, you know, as early as like the 60th minute and 60th to 70th minute, you know, that was extremely out of the ordinary and stuff that people had the most issues with last season, um, despite the success. And then, you know, even switching up formations, that's not something that we typically saw often from Ronnie, you know, switching things up based on what an opponent looks like. He kind of just wanted to play his way. Um, and the other teams had to deal with it. So, yeah, I think if, if it's like, if he believes it's the right thing for the team ahead of us. I mean, it. I'm with him and what he thinks. I well, the five in the back was like really cool. I feel like we had a lot of yeah, a I, lot of saw, movement and a lot of space. I saw tact like tactical human beings on Twitter, whether that be from the MLS or the, from yeah from the MLS camp, mm -hmm. um, in in you know the dudes that break down MLS tactics or the guys who just focus on NYCFC. Yep, kind of hating on the five in the back. And, um, you know, hating on the fact that, you know, there's a lot of space in behind. It looked disjo disjointed. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that, yeah, I mean, it was the first time we've, we've played that in a game in a long time. And you have to c consider, like, the it's a one-off game. So to really judge anything uh, off of one matchup, you, you know, you can't do that in any situation. And on top of that, you had the fact that uh, Tiago Martins... That was his debut yeah. start ever. Which, like, despite some other opinions, I thought he looked good. Yeah, I thought. I think pretty much everybody thought he looked a little bit decent. Um, Besides unless, that hospital pass from Chanel that went out of bounds, <laughs> like, I mean, I would say unless we, you know, unless we do start five in the back, I'm not sure how he does break into the lineup though. I, I'm not starting him over Chanel or Collins unless no. unless it's like the paciest man alive up up top uh, against us on the other team. Martins doesn't break into the eleven, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, unless unless it's we decide to to not go with a five in the back and we do play him, yeah, as a right back, I don't think he he will start. But yeah, in my opinion, that team looked good. I don't think that there's many teams in the MLS, if any, mm -hmm. that can actually keep up with that team offensively. And I think they they did well enough to stop the defensive problems. Yeah. And um, we'll get better as time goes. That's what we've right. we've proven every year, regardless of, of really who's been in charge and regardless of the players that we've had. You get into form and into, you know, midseason where you're doing what you do and we look better. So there's room to grow. Um and there's a lot to look forward to, I think, especially with the home opener. It looks like it's gonna be a snowball. So yeah. that's I that's cool. I if it's not rain, I'm cool. I would much rather take the snow. Yeah, um, snow is way better than rain. And that's don't a like cool vibe wet. to have it like be all snowy and stuff. I love yeah. when games are like that. Um, so that's what we're looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, we're going to be there in some capacity. We're kind of waiting to see 
what capacity that is, but um, we will definitely, of, we're definitely going to be there mm-hmm. in the building um, and outside of the building beforehand. And, and watching and W. Yeah. I'll put it on camera. Yeah. If it's snow, do you think we have to wear the orange with the orange ball? It's going to be an orange ball game. If it's snowing. I'm with it. I mean, I have to buy something orange. I'm going to buy the hoodie. We're going to be robots. We're going to yeah. be matching. What's, yeah. That's not, that's not waffle. We just paid all of our bills, and I, and I just know that all of the money in my account doesn't matter anymore. So I'm, just, I'm going into the stadium with that knowledge. Yeah. They're, yeah, the cards are going to get swiped. So yeah. we'll see you guys there. Um, look out for some things that we'll have to potentially share with you uh, physically in the stadium. Um, it's a funny way to put it, but go off. And, yeah, we'll see you guys there. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.